Hey guys, welcome to Make Pods Great Again. Before we get started, we'll chat about our new sponsor, Nikki Wadproof. Yeah, I'm excited to have Wadproof on the show, um, especially because most of us probably have this app. If you've ever done uh, like a qualifier for a sanctional or if you needed to videotape any of your workouts, you probably have downloaded and used the Wadproof app. But what a lot of us don't know is that the Pro Package, which is the paid version of the app, unlocks a whole bunch of really cool content. So you can like connect to any concept to erg or machine or a heart rate monitor like a whoop or a polar and see everything live on the screen as you work out. Um, and then they also have a whole section of the app called the Wadproof Academy that's included in this pro package that has a bunch of different training programs from some of the best specialists in the world. There's like a full five-day week program by Terry Helga Daughters Coach that, you know, focuses on gymnastics and it's got like demo videos. Or if you're a master's athlete, you can get programming from Bill Grunwer's program. There's like high intensity stuff. There's minimal equipment stuff, which is great if you're stuck at home in quarantine. There's just like, there's a ton. I'm stoked to be able to have them on the show as a sponsor. Oh, and as a master's, Bill Grunwer's pretty fit. So, oh big, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> good, good stuff there for sure. And I, you know, I think the very cool part, you know, connected to an erg, like I've got a couple of concept tools around here. So I think that's a mm -hmm. uh, really good advantage, although I'm not sure I feel about watching myself on video, but no one needs to see it. I don't have to show it to anyone, right? No, you okay. need that all for yourself. I all was right. going to say, I don't want to watch my heart rate jack up the second I get on a rower, because that's what happens to me. I'm like, oh, confirming that I, in fact, have a hummingbird heart. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the crazy part, though, is this is really, really uh, affordable. So it's just $9.99 a month. Is that right? Mm -hmm. you, you sign yeah. up now from their website, and then you get a 30-day free trial. So Yeah, and now is the time, too, because the world is insane. And if you if your gym is closing again or you're going back into lockdown or you just feel more comfortable at home, like it's a really cool way to test out a whole bunch of different types of programs all at once at, for free for at least a month. And then, yeah, like you said, it's only 10 bucks. So that's sorry, $9.99. $9.99. Save that penny, sorry. Nikki. Yes, I know. So find Wadproof uh, in the App Store. Sign up for the Wadproof Pro package. And when you support the people that support the show, you also support us. So thank you for doing that. Thank you very much for doing that. And with that, on to the show. Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited for tonight. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I, I had a terrible wad. My oh. asshole coach just programmed a terrible workout tonight. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, he's on tonight with wait. us. We got a special week coming up. <laughs> oh, this has been a dude. Seriously. All right. So for everyone listening, Saxon Pancheck's on. He's also my coach. And I'm just, can I just complain now about all the, about all the CrossFit games workouts that happened in that single week? Like you oh. do every time, anytime the open happens or, or some competition that you're in rogue invitation or whatever, Saxon comes back to his credit. He doesn't make us RX them. We don't do like games level workouts but they're still hard as hell man like we're terrible. ride or die we're ride or die we stick together <laughs> wow. uh, i cherry picked the hell out of that week i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i did a few in my basement but for the most part i'm like all right i guess i'll be back in five days it'll be good wait so this is real saxon when you go and compete you take the programming from the competition and you like adapt it for your gym always absolutely every time so huh. like I, a, a lot of the stuff that i do like i'll tweak things but i like to do anything that i do or i get to experience 
everybody's typically in the gym watches some part of it. So if I go through it, they have to go through it. Then there's like, Oh, you should have moved faster here. Why'd you put the barbell down? It's Hey, why'd you put the barbell down? You tell Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So wait, John, when you watch Saxon and Spencer, like out at like sanctionals or they're doing whatever at the games or whatever, like, do you know, in the back of your mind, in the pit of your stomach that like, you're about to go through some hell when Uh they get back? Uh, it's a different, ex- it is honestly a different experience. Cause you know, like if you, you could belong at cliffside, you get to see these guys do the open. So like you get a, I get a pretty good sense and I've seen them at mentality before. So I have a pretty good sense of like what they do mm-hmm. or what they're capable of and, you know, up close and personal. And so like when you see them suffering in a competition, like, yeah, that's coming to the to their <laughs> credit. Like they always uh, scale it back. So it's never like the exact rep scheme. You know, like uh, but the same stimulus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It is almost always. It is the same stimulus. Stimulus, and it typically takes us, you know, about the same time as it takes the pros because it's you know it's yeah. less reps, less weight, whatever. It's just always. It's more fun for me to watch them suffer, and and see them do it live, and then you know they they come back and laugh at us. So it is kind of like the <laughs> kind of like a bookend experience. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bookend so- experience. Guys, right now I am at my at my gym. We're doing kind of like I hate to call it like a mock open. Mm-hmm. It's not that. But it's basically like an internal competition once a week for 4 weeks, so it's like open style oh, cool. and yeah. it's kind of like, you know, there's no fall open, but it's kind of prepping us for how the spring open could go and we're yeah. testing a lot of things internally like obviously we're testing like um, how we can judge each other from our faraway squares and like mm-hmm. with masks, without masks, like where can we go to do whatever? So it'll be nice yeah. if we're still in these, in these times in the spring, but also it was just like a fun fall activity to bring everyone together. Something to kind of train for. And yeah. yeah, exactly. Something to train for, something to like get a good team mentality. It's called the house cup because it's a Harry Potter theme because we're big yeah. nerds at our gym. So like <laughs> we're all sorted into like Gryffindor and Slytherin and all the whatever. And I, to be honest, like I, am getting just as like nervous and just as competitive with myself for this stupid little internal <laughs> throwdown as I would be in the open. Like I get like the nervous belly, you know what I mean? Like at 10 oh, a.m. Yeah. the morning, I know at 530 I have a workout to do and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so scared. This is going to hurt. <laughs> oh man. You always, I think been... you always get competitive with your local group. Like we, in our workout tonight, uh, we have a kid that's, he's not a kid, but uh, a guy in in the class I normally go to that's way fitter than me. It's also way younger than me, as all of them. <laughs> and uh, I kind of use him for like I was like keeping pace with him in the first round, and then he ended up blowing past me, which didn't shock me. And then for like a minute, I'm like, oh man, I just got crushed in that. And then I go put my time on the whiteboard, and it like held up to virtually everybody but him. You know? Nice. Yeah. And so, but my point is that you get so competitive with the people around you, you kind of lose sight of yes, you know, the totally. bigger picture of are you really kind of you know on pace to 100%. where you should be, particularly when you're competing or, you know, kind of side by side with people way fitter. Than it's all you. about surrounding yourself with those people that make that happen. Well, fortunately for me at my age, everyone's fitter than me. So that makes it really easy <laughs> to figure out really. Easy. Well, you know, the coolest part of doing this little internal throwdown is my brother is doing it with us. Ooh. Oh, that's right. He started CrossFit. Is he, he's not dead yet. He's, he's, he's survived. <laughs> almost. Almost. Yeah. He's still doing it. Like when he first dropped in with me a couple, a couple weeks ago, I remember coming on the show and being like, you guys, 
this is insane. Like my brother came to a CrossFit class with me, but no, he's like, he now shows up even when I don't like I took tonight off cause I'm too sore. And he was like, well, I'm going to class. See you later. <laughs> like, oh, that's awesome. Sax, do you ever, do you remember what that was like? I struggle to remember what that, like, I remember being sore clearly cause I'm sore all the time, but like you have a unique yeah. perspective, like for you, it was probably what, when you're 12 or 13, like, do you remember what oh, that was like, like last like, week? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what listen, I took, I took three weeks off and like, this is my first second day back. And I'm like wrecked, <laughs> like absolutely wrecked. And what it's, does it, it's what does it take to wreck you? Come on. What's uh, it games prep, apparently being on the demo team. Yeah. That's what it takes. <laughs> there you go. I, yeah. Going through those twice. Um, but it's crazy. And I think this is like something important I was debating on, like whether I wanted to put a post out about kind of talking about this, but like, no matter the level you're at, if you take time off, it's very hard to get back into the gym. And it's almost like kind of unmotivating. Like, like once you take like two, three weeks off, it's like, ah, oh, like I got to get back in there. Or like, oh, this is going to hurt. And like, like no matter where you are, I think that that thought kind of goes through everybody's mind. It's just kind of a matter of just showing up and just getting something in, surround yourself with those people that like push you to get in there. Um, but yeah, I, I like it kind of allowed me to reflect on, you know, just like the everyday person. And like, sometimes those people do need a, just a little push. I think like my, my favorite part of getting to know you like elite athletes over the years and, and sort of diving deep into like, you know, your training methodology and how your brains work and how, what your off time looks like. And like all the little details that we learn in our interviews, my favorite part of all of that is eventually always coming to the realization that like you, even though in our minds, you guys are superheroes, like you're able to pull things off that like not a single real human can do. It's, it's really incredible. And then you always shock me with the same thought process that we have every day when we go into the gym, Mm -hmm. the same self doubt, the same, like, Oh, I don't want to do this today. Or like, it's tough to take time off and come back. Like I am always so shocked. And it's always my favorite thing to learn that you are, you know, superheroes and your feats, but still like, just like the struggle is real for all of us, elite level newbies, you know, like intermediate, wherever you're at, like walking into the gym, we all think the same things. It's so for sure. For sure. And I think that's something like everybody has in common, but of course, nobody ever wants to say things like that because it kind of like exposes or like what people would think is like a weakness, but like, it's really not like it's, it's stuff that everybody thinks about. And like, whether it's like now or whether it was like the first time I started CrossFit when I was 12, like Mm -hmm. those same things go through your mind. And, um, I don't care what anybody says. It it happens to everybody. I I think something you guys do really well, Sax, I'm not trying to blow your head up here. So, but if if you want to make me, I already told him he's a superhero. (laughs) So, I mean, if it gets me off the assault bike, some I'm fine with it though. Um, but I think it's something you guys do really well at this gym is keeping a really, uh, a real positive environment. So like, it's really, e- I think it's really easy for amateur athletes like myself and Nikki and others to like get in kind of a negative headspace, whether it's mm-hmm. you've had a bad day at work or you just had a couple yeah. of bad workouts in a row. Like even today, for instance, like I was coming in kind of dreading double unders because I had this new rope and I was not very good on it yet. And, you know, yeah. is it going to work? Is it not going to work? And I think you guys do a good job of like getting the class, like really pumped up and energized for a workout. Like, how do you, how do you do that? Um, 
on, on such a consistent basis? Like I said, because it isn't just you. I mean, clearly, mm-hmm. and, and, and it isn't just Spence. You guys have other coaches. Like, how do you get the coaches yeah. involved to, to have that uh, motivation? Back to programming and, like, how you program. So, like, I think last week was one of probably the hardest weeks that we've had um, with our programming and just kind of, like, what we put our gym through. But a lot of it is being transparent with them of kind of what our goal is and, like, what we're trying to accomplish. But, like as much as you break people down with hard workouts, you make them sore, like you're pushing them to failure. You need to put things in there. That's going to build confidence. Like we're, you know, people are going to be able to jump up on the rope for the day and actually go through multiple repetitions. Not like looking at a rope and being like, Oh, I got 10 in a row here. I have 30 muscle ups in a row here. Like it's important to like change those workouts up. So we're doing a hero workout tomorrow and it's a 20 minute AMRAP Um, one rope climb, five burpees, 200 meter run. Like that's something pretty accessible to everybody. Everybody's good for five burpees. Everybody's good for one rope climb. So that will, I think kind of build some people's confidence on those movements and just give them a good workout. Um, rather today we had ring dips and double unders and, um, those can be two kind of mentally defeating movements. So you just got to kind of sprinkle those in there a little bit to build people's confidence. And I think that's just kind of like the mind behind programming and being around it so much. And like, just seeing even how other people program, like what, like what would I change to make this better? And what did they do great in this? And um, I really kind of took that over the games week weekend and kind of how Dave programmed, like mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to go out there while he was even still programming um, the events and we were kind of testing them and just to see the mentality that he had of like why he was tossing stuff in there. Like it kind of like opened my eyes up to programming. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Like, because I think that a lot of people, first of all, a lot of people don't realize how much Dave is constantly like tweaking and changing and trying to make things perfect, like right yeah. up until the competition itself. Like, I, it, mm-hmm. I would not put it past him to change something on game day if he felt yeah. like it really needed to be changed. So yeah. I don't think people realize that, like, he's got some people that go out there and help with the process and test things as they go and test changes and tweaks. Mm-hmm. But Saxon <laughs> went through the entire games week programming, like, beginning to end. Yeah. More than once. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might, did you do the most testing out of any demo athlete? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but I enjoy it though, because like, that's like kind of like the mentality, like the more you can be around Dave, the guy that creates the games, like I told him, like, you want me to do the trial run three times? I'll do it three times. Like you want me to do that? Like at Atlantis multiple times, like I'll do it. And I think being around him is kind of like a yes, sir mentality. You know, you don't question anything because whenever you get there and you're competing at the CrossFit games at that level, like you can hate any workout given at you. You're going to have to do it regardless. And Hmm. I thought that was just kind of like training. I was able to take away from that is whatever it is, I'm going to do it. And if I have to do it again, I have to do it again. Like it is what it is. And um, I think you just had to look at that as a learning experience. What most impressed you about his programming for this? Um, Why he puts movements in. So like, Typically, like whenever I was like on the outside looking in of how Dave programs, I would always look at workouts of like, okay, what's he trying to accomplish in this workout to break somebody? Um, how, can, <laughs> how can he make this? How can he make this more challenging? But when you're looking at a games weekend, you're looking at twelve events. Regionals is a little different because you're limited to six to seven events, so that like every workout has to have a purpose. But when you're at the CrossFit Games, that purpose kind of goes 
goes away because you, you're able to kind of sprinkle those in, but you're also able to sprinkle in events that are just straight CrossFit. Um, and the workouts are just meant to be a classic CrossFit workout and they're meant to dig deep and just kind of hurt. Um, and a great example was the thruster burpee hill run workout. I got, I did, I think I did that one four times, Um, (laughs) but the first time he did it, I was like, okay, I think, I think you might be able to go a little heavier. And he goes, that's not the purpose of the workout. And I was like, okay. okay." Um, and sure enough, like by the time some of those athletes got there and it could be because like a thruster might be a stronger movement for me, especially a heavier thruster. But like when I tested, I was like, I felt confident to keep those thrusters unbroken the whole time. Like, I think everyone's going to have no problem with that. But when athletes got there and like they were wrecked from the weekend already, you know, people were failing repetitions. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I looked at Dave and I was like, yeah, you got, you got that just right. (laughs) Well, and I think Um, what's, what was really cool about your participation is that you could say like you had gotten there and were confident in the thrusters even though you had gone through the ringer the exact same way that everyone else had already done it. So I think that's like one of the keys of having you super fit people on the demo team is making sure that, you know, you can't just say like, Oh, well, Spencer tested Atalanta and he was fine, you know, and have the haters kind of be like, well, you didn't just Mm -hmm. go through the rest of the whole week. Like he sure shit did. Absolutely. He did. (laughs) But like, I can also feel for the athletes too, like, Whenever you're in a competitive environment, your times are probably going to be a little faster. Mm-hmm. Um, with intensity, you're going to get more sore. That's just that's just a known thing in CrossFit. Like you look at Fran, like if you hit it hard and you shave off 10 seconds, you're going to be really sore rather than if you kind of just lollipop through it and you put up like a decent time, like you're going to wake up the next day and you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but what those guys went through is like it was high intensity every single workout. Um they're, they had, they had stuff on the line. Like their nervous system was completely shook from the weekend as it was. And that was something that I didn't really have to go through or experience. Um, so it was more of kind of like a laid back thing. Like everything was kind of fun. Everything was grooving. And, um, yeah. I, I didn't have to, I didn't have to go through that. So like, it's, it's also hard for me to kind of say, you know, like I know exactly what those athletes felt like whenever, you know, that's, that's, that's a big difference. Did, yeah, uh, right. did you get the the twist on the trail run or did, was that a surprise mm-hmm. for you? Oh no, I got, I got, I, <sighs> <laughs> I, so when I did that, I did that against Christy and Christy's a really good runner. I was like, yeah, okay, I, this year I've been working so hard on my running. Like, and when I went out to the games, I was like, listen, take risk, like push yourself. And like, you're going to be able to compare yourself and kind of see where you stand, which a lot of athletes didn't have that opportunity. So I was like, you know, you're blessed with this opportunity to come out here, like test yourself, push these workouts hard, take risk and see how you feel. And I was like, all right, well, like, let's do this Saxon. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I have a lot to prove on my, prove to myself on this run. And how we were briefed on it was it's a three to seven mile trail run. And they drew out the map for us. And it was like, as soon as you get to the firing range, you just run to the bottom of the hill. And that's, that's the loop. And I'm like, okay. So I pushed the run all the way up to that point. And I'm like, just seeing these check marks. I'm like, we're almost there. Like we're almost there. And I come down and I think I did my first, my first loop in like 22 to 24 ish minutes, maybe 25. It was pretty quick. And, um, I come across the finish line and I just like, I'm dead. And Dave goes, all right, now you got to go back and do it in reverse. 
And I just looked at him and I'm just like, like, I, I yes, sir. <laughs> and just, <laughs> and just started my walk up the hill. And, um, it was funny because I was the first one down there. I was like, you know what? These guys need to experience what I felt like. So as I'm walking up the hill, Christy comes down. I'm like, good job, Christy. We're almost there. And totally acting like I was just cheering them on. And that way, whenever they got down there, they still kind of had that surprise. And I said, Hey, when we get past these other guys, act like you're cheering them on. So, um, I act like we were, we act like we were cheering those guys on and they of course still had the surprise. Um, and I think it took me like probably 45 minutes to go do it in reverse. So like almost double the time. Oh my oh. God. My heart was like just up in my throat when I was watching that event. I, that was my all time favorite event of CrossFit Games history. It was my favorite to watch. It was my favorite to be at. It was my favorite. Like everything was, it was just so like, you just knew it was coming. And it was just like the most insane test, not only of fitness, but of like mental grit and fortitude. And we just hadn't seen anything like that. I just thought it was like the most epic way to like make a 2020 game sort of have like this big exclamation point on the end is like introduce something along those lines. For sure. And, um, I actually got, I got to do that one, two times. Um, so I was able to kind of test myself going through it and actually knowing what the surprise was, but it was really cool to see that no, like it didn't get leaked by anybody. Like no athletes mm-hmm. had any idea. Um, and seeing that race between Frazier and, uh, Madero's so you're like, I looked at Dave and I was like, these guys are going to be dead. Like, Oh my God. It, it's, it's hard. If you push that first one, it's hard to come back from that. And the fact that those guys, held on to that. It was super impressive. Well, so I'll have to say like when Dave posted a photo of you on the trail run, you know, prior to the games and you look like death, like I saw, Mm. and I said to someone, I'm like, man, I have never seen Saxon look that close (laughs) to dying. Like whatever he is doing here must be terrible. And then you came back from California and Nikki, this is fact. Like I have a policy. I don't ask. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what they've done. And Saxon is really good about not telling, right? Like, We just, we like, there's just that thing. It's like, don't ask, don't tell. I don't want to know. I'll say like, how was your trip? How you feel? Like, those Mm -hmm. are the questions I ask, but I don't really want to know what happened. Like, I don't want that responsibility at all. Right. And uh, so as soon as I tell you anyway, well, I know he wouldn't, I know he wouldn't. But my point (laughs) is, it's like, when I saw that trail run, like it instantly, like I flashed back to that photo. I'm like, oh yeah, that was it. That, that was, was it. it. That was that, it. That was what killed him. And that's a dude, that's a tough swing, like mm-hmm. selling out on a run and then them going do it again. Like I've done enough runs in my life, like trail runs to know like mentally that would be crippling. Absolutely. I mean, those, I mean, I think that back hill was three quarters of a mile up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was practically crawling up it. Now there was a fence there and I was actually grabbing onto the fence to try and pull <laughs> myself up it. Like I, I called that picture like a, it was like, I called it the zombie walk. And like, that's all that was all the way back was just death. <laughs> it, like it doesn't, none of the like photos, the, even the coverage, like even the helicopter shots, which were badass by the way, yeah. in the broadcast, none of it really is uh, get, like, does the, the hill justice. It's no. really like it is really a like a small mountain. I call it heartbreak hill. Oh yeah, it's a good way of putting it. Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh. It's totally. If anyone, if anyone has run the Boston Marathon, you know exactly what that means. <laughs> so bad. Mm-hmm. So, so the bad. the one thing that was interesting for this game, Sachs, I'd really love your opinion on that we haven't mm-hmm. seen before was that um, the swim assault bike uh, slam 
uh, yeah. wide, which is obviously oh, the- something, thank God, you can't program for us because we can't <laughs> swim. You mean um, the wet balls wad? Yes, the wet balls. <laughs> I will never live that down, ever. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, they yeah. were wet. It was it, a thing to talk big. The athletes were slipping. They were. They could not grip the ball. And I said wet balls on they the were, air. They were awesome. wet. There were lots awesome. of balls. Lots of balls to the face. So what were, uh, what, what was your, like, you know, just, I don't know, just your opinion on the wad itself? Like, and then, you know, how did it feel as you were doing yeah. it? Um, I thought it was a very cool structure. We've never seen a workout program like that at the games. I mean, we had um, the two 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 three chipper, which was kind of like similar where you had those interval styles. Um, but for this one being overall time, it was it was a mental test like the whole weekend. Um, you did not know where anyone was at mm-hmm. and it didn't matter. Like you could sell your soul on that first one and fall off and like it could be enough, but it also couldn't be enough. And I th- thought that was really cool because – a lot of people can t- tend to like feed off of where they are in a competition. And that wasn't the case here. Um, and I thought even the whole weekend was who had a bigger reason to be there. Like, I don't want to say a bigger reason to be there, but like you mentally had to be strong to go through that weekend, like working out without music, working out without a fan, without fans, like that, that's a lot mentally. Um, and it's, it's, it was just a lot of self-talk over that whole weekend for those athletes. And you could definitely tell the athletes that, you know, were able to kind of mentally stay there. And you could also see where, you know, mentally athletes kind of fell apart. And like, I think everybody had a moment of that. And, you know, I, I thought that was a cool aspect Dave was able to bring this year. Mm-hmm. But so I'm dying to know though, that was a good wad for you, wasn't it? That's like, right. I thought I it was like right. that one. I <laughs> <Yeah>. thought it- <laughs> It felt like it was right in your wheelhouse. Like Sachs loves to program these, you know, three minutes on, one minute off wads, yeah. you know, for four or five rounds. They're just, they're, they're mentally brutal. They're so brutal. As you get to that like third or fourth round, you're like, oh my God, I got to do another three minutes. Like, you can't stop because you know you have built in rest. For sure. Oh, it's terrible. But it, when I saw it, I'm like, that was a good, that would be a good one. I would have loved to have seen you in that group of five for that one. Cause that was right. In your too. <laughs> yeah. I like that one a lot, but that one came down to like, so I, when I did that one, it came down to like a lot of mistakes. Like if that ball slipped out of your hand, um, on a jer- because it was wet, <laughs> yes. it was wet. Um, but if that slipped out of your hands, like you're missing a whole repetition, which is three to five seconds. And then mentally that's sticking with you. Like, okay, I need to think about this. Um, and I thought that workout came down to seconds of getting on the bike having a good dive into the pool. I watched a lot of people who kind of do a, a belly flop and, mm-hmm. you know, like that's a easily an extra six strokes that you you have to do in the water. Um, so it was, I think that workout really came down to who could minimize mistakes. Yeah. There were a yeah. ton of no reps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so many. I noticed the diving thing is particularly on the women's side. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to remember. I, it had to have been Tia. <laughs> yeah. You know, like she would get in behind someone, but her, dive in was so perfect you it know, was the like, last one in the water run around one and, and yet i think the second one out yeah, yeah such so a good fast. swimmer so so it, it is fit. it's really interesting though to hear for me to hear you talk about these like outside like kind of our day-to-day wads like yeah. how you games athletes think about things in terms of three seconds two seconds like if i miss <laughs> a rep this happens if i miss a rep here that happens you know it's just, just such yeah. a different oh, yeah. mindset i think about my wads in terms of like 10 <laughs> minutes at a time yeah <laughs> god i um, i i tend to think like if i take a break here will anyone notice that's all i think <laughs> 
All right. Well, we take a quick uh, break from our conversation with Saxon to talk about our sponsor. So, uh, Nikki, how's the airwave treat? Uh, actually, pretty darn good. I actually had it in my mouth the other day and had a mask on over it, and it was still <laughs> kind of fine. Though I I wouldn't necessarily recommend it unless you're a really good athlete. But um, no, if you if you guys haven't tried the Airwave Performance mouthpiece yet. I do highly recommend you you check it out. It's just another cool training tool. You know, like we do all these things to try to enhance our training. We wear knee sleeves and belts and wrist wraps. And this is just another way to test yourself and put yourself to the limit. So it's a, it's a mouthpiece. Looks kind of like one of those old school, like, mouth guards that you you know wore if you played like team sports but it's way thinner and more comfortable and actually sits on your bottom teeth instead of your top teeth did you reform yours yet i did i've been wearing it here in my home gym so we're we're not in lockdown here in ohio yet but uh, i've been working out in the home gym and i'm like all right well what better time put this thing in my mouth yeah and, and drool on myself if, <laughs> if i'm going to than when i'm all by myself and uh, totally. it's great it's been really great you know so i'm I'm anxious to see what the long-term benefits are for me. Um, but for me, it's, you know, particularly at my age, uh, it's about, you know, getting better at recovery, which is, you know, part of what this thing is for. And uh, so I'm, I'm excited and it's been great so far. Yeah, it's been really cool. So three things that it focuses on increased endurance because it reduces your respiratory rate by 20%. So that may, means like less lactic acid buildup and, you know, less you dying on the ground instead of going strong. Um, and then increased strength, obviously, because your muscular endurance improves. And then those faster recovery times because your cortisol buildup is reduced sometimes up to 50% after intense workouts. So all those things together mean that you can perform better just by putting this little piece in your mouth and it's perfectly formed. I can barely tell that I have it in. I know. You sound like you're back in middle school. This is great. Uh, thank, you. thank you, Nick, very much. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You want to talk about, here, I'll take this out. You want to talk about our other sponsor? <laughs> well, before we do that, uh, the website for Airwave. Oh, right, is a I R W A A V dot com. Airwave. All right. And so now we'll talk about your favorite sponsor of all time. <gasps> yes. I which do is love Leo Shorts. It is. Yes. I know. I, I gush because when they first even reached out to be a sponsor, I was like, ooh, I've been like a spokesperson for you for free for so long. <laughs> uh, but I'm so happy that they're a, a part of their show because if you're unfamiliar with them, I don't know how you haven't been in CrossFit or listening to this ever. But if you're unfamiliar with Bleo, um, they make some of my favorite ladies apparel, everything from bras to shorts to leggings. And um, they've been just supporting women in sports, not just CrossFit, also uh, strongman, powerlifting, I mean, you name it, they've got they've got athletes and representatives, ladies specifically in all of those areas. And they just are like really badass women supporting really badass women making the best leggings, bras and booty shorts out there. You really can't go wrong. Well, I could if I were wearing it, but you, you cannot that. go wrong. You, you cannot go that. wrong. I think you would, I, you know what you would look really good in are like the new like leopard print shorts with like the neon orange background. I'd look like the tiger King. Yes. That's what I look, oh that's what I look my like. God. I'm here for it. I'm totally here for yeah. it. No one else is, Nikki. No one else is here for that. But um, everyone else should try Fleo 
uh, Fleo Shorts and uh, Black Friday sale. Do we have anything going for Black Friday? We do. So Black Friday is their only sale of the year. They're doing like a buy two, get one situation. And uh, it doesn't apply to everything, but it does apply to a whole bunch of new things that are dropping. So you you want to act quickly because it sells out really fast. So do it up. So get on it. Yeah. Get get on the fleo. All right. Well, with that, we'll get back to Saxon. I have a ton of questions about the final event about Atalanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First of all, do you think that it lived up to the hype that Dave Castro himself put on it by saying that it was going to be the hardest event ever programmed at the CrossFit Games? So I think there's two types of hard. There's mentally and metabolically hard. And then there's just like, okay, metabolically hard. And then there's mentally hard where it's just a long grind. And then there's this hurts and like, that's hard. You know what I mean? And I think that was definitely one of the toughest tests that he had more mentally. Like when I went through that, my heart rate was relatively low. Um, And I think a lot of it kind of came down to your, your pull-ups and just willingness to just keep jumping up. Um, you're doing sets of three, five, seven. Some people I'd think did tens, but like, how long are you going to wait to jump up? Like you can't, you really can't gauge where people are at on those, you know, like you're looking at a quick workout. You see someone move their bar. Okay. They're three reps ahead. Okay. They move another three, they're six reps ahead, but this, there wasn't that. And when we through that, we were on one rig and like, all I was doing was just trying to hear what people were at. Like I'm at like 170, and I hear Christy, we're at 160. I'm like, oh no, she's catching me. And then like, I see someone else jump up. I'm like, okay, like that gap's closing. Like you need to pick it up. Like you're kind of falling asleep on these transitions. And I think a lot of it kind of came down to that. Um, and being able to like, you're, you're guaranteed to rip your hands practically. Yep. Um, I mean, I'm really soft about my hands and like my hands were just, I think I ripped it. So I wasn't even halfway and Dave looks at me, he goes, what did you rip? And I was like, oh, in, inside yeah, of me, dick. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I look at, I look at him. I'm like, no, I didn't rip. And I just jumped back up. Um, and then I just kind of refused to look at my hands after that. And it was just, it is what it is. Yeah. That was, that was going to be my next question was just the look like you can be as mentally tough as you want. Like, uh, a hand tear can be a debilitating kind of an injury. It's so stupid and small. Sure. And you like, you don't even want to <laughs> like admit that it's like a thing, but like, yeah, holy you think your hand's like, going to fall off. You might lose your a finger. <laughs> yeah. Like in the, in the scheme, a total scheme of things that really friggin' hurt. Like it's stupidly mm-hmm. way up there, unfortunately. And I just I sure. don't understand how, halfway through you were able to keep going i don't know how Haley kept going i don't know how brooke kept going like i don't understand yeah yeah i don't get it are, are you able to shut out that pain like i saw that happen with Haley a few times like where you know hers are so bad i watched her jump up and grab the bar and then immediately let go because you could just yeah. tell the pain was too much but she was probably like at that point 250 in like yeah at that point it off and keep going well, I mean, at that point, you're just like, okay, I got to do these no matter what. You know what I mean? Like, I can sit here and complain about the situation and, like, do singles, but, like, you know, what's that going to look like? Um, you have to do the reps. But that was another cool thing I liked about that workout was I thought it was kind of funny because 
TM Matt had a really big lead, but they still had to do 300 pull-ups. Like it wasn't one of those typical fast, like Cinco one, Cinco two, or the Fibonacci where it's just like quick done, low stress is what it is. No, you gotta, you gotta do a hundred pushups, 200 pistols, 300 pull-ups and two miles of running. Like, <laughs> so I thought, I thought that was kind of cool about it. But I also think like you look at Noah in that event, I think he, he had to take first place in that um, in order to be on the podium. And that workouts, it's a 60 minute workout, 50, 60 minute workout. So you have a lot of time to kind of reflect to yourself of how bad do you really want that? And I think if the scoreboard was really close in that with top, the top three or like whether you're going to win the games or not, I think that would have been very interesting. And I think you would have seen a lot of shifts because there's a lot more pressure on that workout. Mm. Um, I think, I think by the time that workout came along, everybody already kind of knew their place and where they were going to finish. And it was just a matter of holding on to that. So here's an interesting question. Someone asked me this last night in my story. I'd be curious on your opinion on it. They asked me if I thought that workout was irresponsible for, you know, keeping in mind that it's for games athletes, not for everyday athletes like us. Like, Wait, I, what? I, well, meaning like, it, like the, you got 300 pull-ups where every, literally everyone's ripping their hands. So you're like, yeah. you know, there's, that's an injury. You know, you're mm-hmm. creating an injury with a workout. I didn't, I didn't personally find it irresponsible, but I guess the question is, do you think any of these workouts over the last few years where we've seen several like this that have, were kind of escalating and difficult, you know, the difficult nature of it. Do you, do you ever feel like they're, uh, no, I think, I personally think, athlete, but. I think Dave could crank it up more personally. I mean, ah! I, I would always love that. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to see a full week of games programming where, you know, you go kind of like what Rich was going to do. Like, I think Rich was going to do two, one, one off, two, yeah. one, one off, yeah. two, one, like do something like that where, okay, Monday, we're going to do a light cycling, uh, a 95 pound snatch. And then we're going to do a one rep snatch on Friday, like where you can get the full perspective of like, you're, you are not going to hide from this test. Like it's a typical training week. And I don't think people don't understand how much work at like games athletes put into into their training leading up to something like that. Like it's a lot more than that. Now, again, where it changes is the intensity. You're bringing more intensity in a competition. So you're going to be more sore. I would say that's probably the only thing. And then mentally, like if you're pushing that hard mentally, who can kind of stay with it a little longer. Now I, I think Dave does a great job. I think 12 events is enough to find the fittest on earth. But like, if he really wanted to test people, I think he could do it over a week and have 18 mm-hmm. to 20 events. Like, I think that would give you a clear picture, not for first place or even second or third, but it would give you a clear picture of who the top 10. Um, And again, not saying that he doesn't do that already, but I just think that would like, that gives a lot of shifting time for the leaderboard to shift a little bit. And like by Sunday in a typical CrossFit games, you're seeing, you know, five through 15 shift a lot. Mm-hmm. Because people were falling off, like anyone that couldn't hold on to, you know, the intent, the the volume and the intensity, like you you tend to notice that they fall off by day three. Like imagine if there was a a day four, like those guys are definitely going to drop off, and um, maybe we'll eventually grow into that. Maybe we won't, but I'll be ready. <laughs> I would love that. Oh, I would Plus, love it, it, it like it carries it out for like the fans. Um, yeah. I also thought something like this would be really cool. Is like have a CrossFit Games be a year-long event. So you have one portion in the first quarter of the year and all those points carry over into the second quarter of the year. And then you have your third quarter and then your fourth quarter. And it's the total 
points over four quarters of the year. So you might be looking at 45 to 60 events. Um, I thought that would be really cool because you can take these athletes to different locations. You could take them into the mountains one time. You can take them to the beach. You could take them to the desert, whatever it is. Um, and I think that would just be something really cool to do. And even if okay, it was just question. something for fun. <laughs> question. I'm so here for this. Okay. If, if it's a year long event and let's say like first weekend of every quarter is like when, when you have two or three days of programming or whatever, but if it's a yeah. year long event, how do you qualify? Well, and I think that would be the thing. Well, and, and I think there's different things that could happen is, is it, I think one, it would make it turn it more into professional sports. So like now what happens for sponsors is it's like, oh, I got representation four times out of the year like that. That's really good. Um, mm-hmm. And I think if you finish top 10, you stay in that. So like no matter what, if you finish top 10, like you don't have to qualify again, you get to stay there. Now, I think like the back 30 or let's say the top 20 can stay there. So like if you're top 20, you're guaranteed that like it's giving you consistency with your sponsorships and it's giving you consistency with your training. And now the back 20 is when you're in jeopardy a little bit. So you might have to go to an event right right in December. And from there, they take the top 20. And this is the new top 20 for the games. Ooh, one qualifier. I like it. I like it. Pressure's on. But Right. But I mean, with 20, I think like top athletes, like that's very attainable. Um, mm-hmm. if, if you're truly well-rounded, you're like, okay, top 20, like in an event, like where there's swimming, kicking, running, like ju- legitimate judges. Um, I think that would be really cool because there's nowhere to hide in that. And, um, it, you can have a mistake and still finish top 20. Um, and you just take those top 20 for the next year. Now this is just ideas and, know, and, and that takes a lot of money. That takes a lot of money to like pull that off and a lot of man work. But I think it's something that would make it a little more of a professional sport. And again, consistency. And I think that's one of the biggest things for athletes is financially being able to like actually yeah. do this. And I think this would be something to do that. Like if you finish top 20, you make a minimum of $35,000 and that pays for your full year and travel and stuff. The, the real question, Sachs, is do you guys really want to lose to Frazier 12 months in a row? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Not even a smile. I love it. I love it. Now, it's like th- anyone can win, John. I anyone know. No, can win. This is, here's a legit question, though, because I don't disagree. Like, Sachs and I have talked about this a lot. Like on any given day, anybody can win. And I, I yeah. still believe that. But as as a an active competitor, I think we for you, Sachs, and not for me, Clearly, um, I, I think. <laughs> Sorry, have, I didn't mean to laugh, John. I know no, you should have. You should have <laughs> laughed. I I think we all have to recognize, though, like Frazier right now is like the Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods of our sport, right? Like as a competitor, Absolutely. like out there on the on the field with him, like how does it feel like seeing that, like competing um, against the best of the best that has ever come in the sport before? Like, how is that for you? Well, here's the thing. Um, and this is something I was able to kind of learn this over the weekend. And it's something that I've been kind of sitting on. Um, but to beat someone like that, you can't be scared of someone like that. And I'm not saying be scared of someone like that, but like, you can't idolize them and be like, Oh, they're doing this. They're doing that. And get caught up in like trying to train like them, because what's to say, like, I can't train a different way and be, you know, beat them. And, um, you know, like if you're training, like exactly like someone, you're going to get the same result. Like, what do I need to do to get a different result in order mm-hmm. to beat him? I don't want to just tie him or have a race. And I think that's something you see with a lot of rookies is like, um, you have those rookies that come in and 
they're like, oh my gosh, like it's Matt Frazier. Like, let me get a picture or like things like that where they're like kind of looking up to them. But then you have those rookies that step up and be like, all right. Like, like Medeiros was a great example. Yeah. Um, you know, on that, on that trail run, he was ready for it. And I think mentally you might've lost a little bit at the end again, like that dude put himself, like, I can't take anything away from that. Like that was such an impressive time, but the fact that he held on for that long, like just showed you like he, he did not fear him. And I think you just have to carry yourself like that. Like you can't, you can't fear anyone. Like everyone's it's, 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 it's a workout. You know what I mean? Like anyone can win any given workout and like, you can't take yourself too serious either because like you're good at working out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, and I, but I think that's a really cool thing, but like, it's also like something that it's like, you know, you're going to be working out your whole life. And you know, like it just so happens that we're blessed that people want to watch us work out and, <laughs> and we're able to have a sport of that. Um, but yeah, I just think you have to carry yourself with con- like, confidence not cocky but you got to be confident in in your training and know that like you did everything you can to prepare for that and not get caught up in trying to race him and but just kind of do your thing I really like that because I think I think everyone has such respect for Matt and Tia and Mm -hmm. anyone else who like you know plants their flag or in the sand plants their flag in the sand whatever you know what I'm saying (laughs) makes a mark it makes a mark in this sport and having respect for them is different from mm. not believing in yourself that you could be there too. Like as an actual sure. competitor, you have to go into every competition being like, Hey, I'm here to win. What's for up? Sure. What's up? Fittest man on earth. Like <laughs> I'm here for that title too. Cool. Yeah. So I, I just, I like, I like your take on it because I think you can be both. You can feel both. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, respect and understand that there are people who are great at these things. And you can also come in with a, as much confidence as necessary to be like, cool, but I'm here now. Absolutely. And like, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, but like, you can't, you can't walk in there and be like, take anything away from him because he's, he's worked so hard for everything. And like, you don't want to look at him and be like, I'm here to, I'm here to win the games this year. Like, it's just like, yeah, of course, (laughs) like, like, everybody's here. And like, um, I think Adler said something, um, we can't let him win every event. Like he did uh, say that he was like, can someone please just beat this guy? We cannot let him win every event. But like, and that's like, that was another thing I was able to take away from the weekend is like, okay, where did these athletes slip up and where did these athletes succeed? And like, everybody had a point in some part of the weekend uh, where they either slipped up or they were able to succeed, succeed a little bit. And I think that was one of those moments where saying that is like, okay, now that's kind of like sticking in your mind. Like, okay, this guy's great. It was only, it was only event number two. I think yeah, it was, I think three. it was, yeah. And it's like, okay, you got, you got 10 events left. Like there's still plenty of time. Like don't get caught up in like thinking yeah. like, oh my gosh, like, like he's going to smoke us in every event because that, that might not be the case. I mean, it could be the case, but um, you don't want, you don't want to carry that even in your subconscious mind. Like even like hearing something like that, you're like, oh, like he is really good. Like maybe I'm, maybe I shouldn't be here. Just something like that. Like being in the CrossFit games, you don't want to have any doubt in any, anything, um, whether it's your training or how you plan to approach a workout. And, uh, you just, you just kind of have to put the blinders on over the whole weekend. Like, uh, you could easily see a workout at the end of the weekend where it's like, okay, this is 500 points. You never know. 
I kind of wondered. I was thinking going we into it did. that he was going to be like, Atalanta's the hardest workout ever, and it's double points or something like yeah. that. Like, like, you never know. And, like, even if I'm behind an event, like, I'm always telling myself that. Like, this could have three scores in it. Or, like, just something like that. Like, you have to go out in every single event, like, and, and give it your all. Like, there's no reason anyone should go into that last event and lollipop it. And I'm not saying anybody did that. I think everybody you know, gave their best effort, but in a long event like that, it's kind of easy to like settle in where you are, but, um, he could have easily thrown them into another event after that. And it's just, you don't know. And that's the whole thing about crossing. Great thing about CrossFit. It's the unknown and you never know what can happen. Here's a question, Zach. So I've been watching, uh, here's a Netflix recommendation, Nikki, the queen's gambit on Netflix. Oh, the chess one. Yes. It's so good. Oh my God. It's so good. You got to go watch it. It's a short series, like seven or eight episodes, but in it, uh, this girl who's a chess wizard is always studying grandmasters. She's reading books and studying the others. Do you do the same? Like, do you look back at these events and watch Frazier or Adler or any of these guys that competed and like take mental notes for your own, you know, source of reference? Or are you <laughs> filming and Bill Belichicking the events? <laughs> yeah, and- you know, um, sometimes it's something that I'll do like occasionally, but it's something I'm not going to like stress about because yeah. the last thing I want to do is watch watch like there's you can have two two reasons why something one you're watching something to like see how great they are but there's another reason to watch something and see what you can do better like what are like fraser is a great example and spencer was kind of talking to me about it and how he was approaching the workouts and like what he was seeing from him and i was like kind of able to watch that in person and just see like why he was able to do so well, like how he was able to like suck someone in very close to him and then pull away very quickly. And like a lot of that's just like kind of mental toughness and like mm-hmm. almost kind of playing mind games with people. But um, I've looked at previous years. So a great example is um, I was looking um, I cut one last year. Cut one was an event that I did decent in, but I hurt so bad in that event. I think it was one of the hardest events that I went through um, last year. And I was like, okay, Frazier crushed me by three minutes. Like, let's see what he did. Um, and really an event like that, like, unless you can't do rope climbs, like you're not like the rope climbs are going to be very similar. And unless you can't move a barbell, the barbell is going to be very similar, similar. So like my thinking was, okay, the separator is the run. And I watched his runs and his first run was like a minute 19 for 400 meters, which is fast. fast. And then it was like a minute 32. And then it was like a 148. And then I think it was like a 202 or something like that. That's just a ballpark. And I was like, okay, like if I just slowed my runs down to a minute 40, like my coach says for me to do, and actually just listen to myself and not get sucked into people, you could set yourself up for success and you could knock 15 places down on, you know, what I finished on the leaderboard. And that was really the only one that I looked at because that was enough that I was able to kind of take away from that is mm. like stick to your game plan, like put the blinders on um, and don't get caught up in other people's race. Like everybody's yeah. going to want to race. Everybody wants to win, but you don't train like that. Like I don't train like that at home. It's something to do that in a short event, like a 21, 15, nine. It's another thing to try and do that in a 15 plus minute workout. Totally. Hmm. It's just, Sorry, it's so I yappy yacht. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> like that's legit insight. I'm like, wow, that is the mind of an athlete. That's like I can't even. Hopefully, there aren't too many athletes that watch this. So. <laughs> no, no, nobody, nobody actually. I'm putting my secrets this. out. 
Well, look, every, every day I wonder who, <laughs> who even downloads this to listen to us talk about nothing. And look, I think it's, it is really interesting to hear and to see how everyone trains a little different. Like I think in Matt's mm-hmm. case, you know, he's training with Tia. So he's got like kind of that visual mm-hmm. of, you know, someone doing it and you've got Spence, you know, yeah. like you guys get a train together. So it, so it is. Kind of visual of yourself doing it. <laughs> I know. Well, listen, but we're complete opposites. <laughs> well, this is true. Wait, this- how so? Um, we've evened out a lot more, but I was always like, kind of like the cardio guru and he was always like the strong guy. Got it. Um, but his weights have cut back, but his cardio has gotten better and my strengths have gone up. My cardio, like, it's just kind of been like, Nikki, here's even. how, the, here's how you guys are. Doing. Let me tell you. How, you how are they different? I can't. Here's, even, here, here's how okay. you're different. Spence as likes, coaches. Spence likes to hurt and I just yes. stay relaxed. I'll, I'll go to Saxon and go, what should I do on this wide? He was like, all right, you should break up this every seven and mm-hmm. then, you know, really think about getting to this time at this point of the wide. And if you're not there, you should do this. And like, he's got it all broken down. Mm-hmm. I'll go to Spencer. I'm like, what should I do? He'll go, just go for it, bro. Just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's spot on. It's oh true. My God. It's just absolutely true. Yeah, it, just go, just go until you can't go anymore and see how it feels. I'm like, why would I want to do that? Why do I want to see how it feels now to his credit though? Like he's, he's figured that out. Like he knows what it feels like. I've we've all seen him do that. Matter of fact, yeah. was it 195? I think it was the chest to bar and thruster wad a couple of years ago. Oh my you God. Guys, you, guys, you guys did that at mentality and it's Nikki. I'm not exaggerating. I don't normally get like nervous watching professional athletes. That's the first time I was legit scared for someone like Spencer was going so hard he literally collapsed when it was over. Like he missed a, a thruster at 95 pounds for God's sakes. He was going so hard and then just collapsed at then. I'm like, is he, de- was he dead? What, what just happened? Like, I think he just died. Should we give him CPR? Oh my God. It was like, <laughs> are you like, leave him. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, nah, he'll be okay. He'll be fine. <laughs> it's always a redo. Yeah. Oh my God. Is, they do have different mentalities that way, both as coaches and as athletes. It's fun to watch, though. And mm-hmm. I do think you guys have even not more, though. He seems to have figured that out, like, yeah. in the last couple of years, even. Like, it's just He's become been, a little more clever. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, with, a, like, with approaching workouts. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, is thought, it fun for you guys? I know that, like, you know, it's hard. It's so fun to work with yeah. family. It's so hard to work with family. No, I love it. Um, cool. I, it's, it's, I think it's different, especially being a twin that it's like, we've always been together. So like we can hate yeah. each other one minute, but you can't get over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we're always competitive. So it's just something we have to keep reminding ourselves that like, there's a time to be competitive and there's a time to focus on actually training and practicing because that's what training is. It's practice. Yeah. I think you guys have always done a great job, like as an entire family of, uh, at least you never see it from the outside. I can't speak about what happens behind closed doors, but <laughs> both from, you know, when it was, you know, all three of the boys together and actually, I guess the fourth, you, you know, uh, you throw your other brother in there, but um, you know, Papa Pan's always around, like everybody's always, you know, in the best of spirits and having fun. Like you guys always seem to have a lot of fun as a family, which yeah. I really, yeah. that's really some, cool. Yeah. My family's not here. So I really appreciate that. <laughs> Papa Pan keeps us in check. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Also, like, what are they feeding you, Pan Chicks, for God's sake? Like, I don't Spaghetti. understand how you can have, like, the world's fittest family. It's disgusting. 
What the spaghetti. hell? Spaghetti and pizza. That's it. <laughs> oh, well, I'm coming over for my <laughs> spaghetti and pizza then because I could use just like an ounce of that fitness. <laughs> I want to do a, uh, I want to do a CrossFit dad series and what that would be awesome have papa pan yes. on here some because some oh. of his stories nikki are like you'll be on okay. here all night yeah oh my god can we we can have papa pan we can also have um you know you need senior. to put senior senior put boston's dad like there's so many but put my daddy and uh ben's dad together smith Oh my God, Papa Smith is so fit. It's not fair. <laughs> Those guys That's came at the team series. They did a team series and um, they all came out and we had all, we, I don't know if you were there or not, but they had all the masters do it. So like they brought all the dads out and um, they went through the team series workouts and they partnered up together. It was pretty cool. I'm so into this. Nick, Nikki, this is true. So I, I forget what year it was. I think it was the year you guys went to all went to regionals or something. Yeah. And you were all gone. And so Papa Pan had to run the gym for the day. Stop it. And he put us through the, a warm up that was literally the most brutal warm up I have done in 10 years. <laughs> and we were. We were running the rig. We're doing sprints. He had us doing ab work. We're doing like flutter kicks. Like it was horrible. It was literally the worst moment of my life. I'm like, what are you doing to us? You know, they all came back. I'm like, please don't ever leave us with him again. It just was not fun. He had his moment of glory. He like really wanted to leave his mark on the gym. Oh, oh yeah. We, we've taken little bits of that. and yeah. yeah. We've learned everything from him for sure. Oh my God, I'm really into this dad series. We can have Spencer Hendel's dad on. Yeah, Papa so many. Hendel is so fit. Oh, this is. I'm into this. this I think we could really do. A, cool. We could do a whole dad series. We'll so we'll lead off with Papa Pan because he's about the funniest dude you've ever talked to, and he's got a, about a. Million. <laughs> <laughs> be, I mean, I'm a, here for it. It'll be all good. So, what, what, so what's next? Well, yeah. you, what's your next comp? Like, what are you? What are you planning for? Open? Is that going to be yeah. next for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, we still don't have too much clarity on next year. So, like. I took some time off and um, just really kind of enjoying things. I'm moving now. So it's like, enjoy that and relax and don't put too much strain on training. But like, obviously it's super important to keep getting things in. But that's one thing I really try to focus on this year is giving myself an off season. Um, because I, I've learned that it only takes about six weeks to, to get to your peak shape for a sanctioned event. And anything more than that, you're just going to, you won't for you. It. <laughs> I'm like, you. wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> it takes me to get in a peak shape. Yes. Oh my God. I have to go to eat chicken and broccoli games. for 14 months straight. Right. So Jesus. Nikki, like a, a time frame for games athletes, like dog years. So it's like seven oh, years for you. Seven years. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, cool. Perfect. Exactly. <sighs> so that's right. You're buying a house. Do you feel the need to like one up Scott's home gym? Are you going to have to build like this really awesome? I, I, there's one on it already. Yeah, it came it came already built. It's a um, nine hundred. Wow. It's about a nine hundred fifty square foot um, pool barn. Oh, you're killing me, bro! Absolutely killing me. We're coming over. And We're all on coming our way. over to yeah, work yeah. out. It's gonna be Saturdays. Saturdays workouts. Wow. The only thing I'm missing is a swimming pool. <laughs> Man, well, there you go. I guess you got fifty meters. Fifty meters, one lane. That's all I'm asking for. Here's what you. Here's what you do. Jeez. We're going to do a a gym partner wide at your house. All you need to do is get like fifteen shovels, <laughs> shoveling for time, and we'll just we'll dig the hole. It'll be Build great. A pool. Yeah, and drop in a pool. Perfect. Yeah, everybody, everybody gets a lifetime membership. There you there go. You go. <laughs>
That's awesome, dude. Well, I I appreciate you coming on and giving us an update on the demo team. I think you know Absolutely. we've had so many people asking Nikki and I about it. Yeah. Uh, I think this you know. As a matter of fact, I had someone actually ask me last night. They're like, "Why do they even do this demo team thing?" You know, I'm like, oh, <laughs> "You know, just wait. We'll give you the details." Just wait. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you guys for having me on. Of course. Yeah, and I appreciate you not uh, not killing me too bad today. I actually feel okay. Wait till next week. Yeah. Oh, exactly. There it is. (laughs) All right. This is a confidence building week. (laughs) He builds you up so he can tear you down, John. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm not sure I've ever had a confidence building week before. So. (laughs) Good luck. Good luck with that. Well. Well, thanks for coming on, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And Nikki, great time as always. So let's as start, always. Let's start planning our dad series. I think that's our next yeah. thing. I love it. And uh, for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys uh, spending some time with us, and we will chat with you guys later.